no chance. What's up, everybody? Episode 21 of the No Chance Podcast. As always, your hosts, Ryan. And Nate. That's so weird. Episode 21. Yeah, I know. I had to check if we were recording for a second. I couldn't hear myself on the headphones, but uh, I'm guessing it sounds good. (laughs) Um, We are in another random studio breather right now. Wish you guys could see. We're a little bit lazy in recording the video. Um, But... We're literally just trying to find a home. Yeah. <laughs> we try to find a home every day or every week we record this podcast. Ain't nobody trying to cut the check. We thought about getting a, um, what are those things where you store all of your belongings when you're moving? You mean like a storage? A storage unit. <laughs> storage we're, unit. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to find a storage unit to maybe stay in every week, but that got, kind of, I mean, that idea got kind of weird. But if anything, uh, we're here today, and you guys are listening to us, episode 21. Um, That's fucking crazy. Again, happy new year. Yeah, happy um, new year. Last year, we I mean, not last year, last episode, we were dog sick. Yeah. Um, Nate especially I'm way better <laughs> yep um, he was doing it from the comfort of we were actually doing it from the comfort of, yeah. comfort of our room which was nice um, our rooms a room separate rooms separate rooms separate rooms. rooms I'm gonna have to delete that make sure um but yeah it, we thought it sounded amazing like yeah, the fact that you were doing it like satellite the the podcast <laughs> all right let's choose our words yeah the fact that we here. were recording the podcast separately and it being over you were using what apple headphones I was using my apple headphones to record M- mind you we've been spending a couple hundred dollars on microphones in general so the fact that we could have been using some fucking apple headphones the entire Connected time to my macbook really blows my mind <laughs> yeah um but yeah as always we always you know, shouting out our fans. Thank you guys for listening. We're almost at 3,000. I know for a fact by the time we post this, today is Tuesday. Today's Monday, dude. Holy <laughs> shit. Today is Monday. Um, we'll be posting this on Friday. We got it done a little bit earlier this time because I'm leaving to go to Vancouver, Canada on Wednesday. The only thing worth doing out there is going to Whistler and snowboarding and uh, Stussy in Vancouver. So I'm excited about those two things, which is super cool. Um, what are we talking about today? Oh, so I had this. OK, l- l- let me first preface with this. So it's Monday, uh, January 8th. And when I woke up this morning, I saw this really ridiculous post. It was of this little um he was an African-American kid. He was wearing a sweater and it was actually an H&M ad. And what did it say on it? It said something super out. I'm not even going to say it. It um, said something super outlandish. It was uh, the something monkey in the jungle, something whatever. monkey in the jungle. Yeah, obviously with the times that we're in, we talked about a lot, a lot of political correctness. We talk about this age of social media and it, you know, this hypersensitive, hyper aware social media mindset that people have nowadays. And that was just fucking messed up. Yeah, I think it's, mo- I think everyone or at least most sane people, they get can it. Agree, can they agree. they, they yeah. get it. Yeah. And yeah. they definitely see it. Um, so they received a lot of flack from a lot of people, even the weekend who had recently done a collaboration with them. Yeah, he had a collection with them. Responded back and like, I'm never working with you guys again. Yeah. Like just off that, I wouldn't even, actually I'm not even going to go there, but off of that occurrence, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people spoke out about it and as crazy as it sounds and as, you know, ridiculous as it was, 
people are still going to shop there because it is one of the biggest fast fashion houses and, out there. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the, at the end of the day, here it goes. Sorry. Um, people are going to forget about it next week. You know, that's true. People are going to forget about it next week. Speak on continue it. Continue to shop there. And I it's mean, just going to fly right over their heads. Yeah. But for the weekend, he's probably going to hold to that because he has a lot of fuck you money and control over the collaborations that he does. Um, But on that note, we wanted to talk about if we started our own clothing brand or a brand or an apparel line, whatever, what would we do? Obviously, we wouldn't do what H&M did. That was such a weird segue, by the way. How? (laughs) I don't know. I feel like, okay, I feel like when it comes to creating a brand, we have, you have... 100% 100% control, depending on who you are, right? That's how a lot of brands start out when they first come up. And you always think that when something stupid happens like this, or remember when they did the um, the Pepsi, Kendall Jenner thing? Oh, yeah. Whenever yeah. there's collaborations or there's you know big advertising, marketing campaigns coming out, you don't think that there was one or two people in that office that said, hey, that might uh, catch that's, people that's, a little a bit off idea. on the wrong side. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. The fact that th- when it comes to having a a larger, I guess, chief of staff, when it comes to creating a brand, you have more people with different inputs and it's harder to get things approved and all that stuff. That's when fuckery like this takes place. That's true. So I wanted to hypothetically throughout this entire episode, create a brand. Maybe it could become a brand in the future. Who knows? No chance as a brand itself is a brand, but we don't have apparel and all that stuff. But not yet. Not yet. But with the sort of knowledge that we have, we wanted to see if we can create an hy- a hypothetical brand and sort of go through how many steps do we have? Um, the six kind of like basic steps that we kind of whittled it down to yeah. just to kind of keep it nice and simple for everybody. Very overarching uh, terms that kind of go through each step. Things that if you're listening and you have a brand that you're thinking of or or maybe you already have a brand that you've already produced uh, a season or two, this is perfect for you because you can kind of get our input in creating or maybe doing things a little bit differently or better. Not and to say that you're doing it bad or anything. Disclaimer, we are by no means experts at anything. Not at all. Um, this is just kind of like our idea and our two cents about yeah. how we would go about it yeah. if we were making a brand. And we definitely so. see brands come up. We see brands come and go. We've seen brands do good and do bad. So I think we have a pretty good idea of what it takes to survive within the the market nowadays, especially with so many brands being born out of like Instagram and all that stuff. So if they can do it and last, you know, a couple of years and I think we could do it, you know. All right, so I guess first with that being number said, one. What what's the first thing when it comes to creating a brand or you know uh, an apparel line? What what's the first major thing that you would think of? Well, I guess if you're starting a brand from scratch, not just like a collection, but a, an entire brand, I think the first thing that we agreed upon was just this idea of creating your identity yeah. and having an idea of who you are and what you want others to yeah. see you as. You Definitely. Know? So I think that's the very first step. Yeah. Big thing, identity, idea, what are you about? What sort of messages are you trying to convey? Why are you making a brand or an apparel line to begin with? I, th- I mean, let's just speak for us here. I think when we were trying to think of a brand for this podcast, we were thinking of ideas and sort of themes that sort of went with, you know, our age, what we were about, a little bit of, of 
the sort of risks we were taking and mm. this sort of idea of, you know, when, with being our age, being millennials, being from semi-traditional, not really traditional parental backgrounds, mm. people are now I mean, definitely me, not me. me. I would I say for like, you a yeah, little bit definitely. more, but just having parents or people around you co- constantly telling you that you couldn't do something or, you know, if you were bullied when you were younger, then, you know, you were to- always told like, you can't do that. You suck, whatever. Not that we were bullied or anything. We were real bosses, real G's. You I was about to say, like, are you okay <laughs> No, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm speaking for, I'm speaking for the other kids, okay. but <laughs> For example, no chance came from this idea of not only is it good to always take a chance and something that we did when we were thinking of podcasts, because how many times did it take us to do the first episode? Um, it took us like six tries. Six tries. And we had episode. actually started what? How long? How, like almost two a years year ago. Before, two yeah, years before? Maybe like a year. Almost like oh two my years, God. I feel like. Well, yeah. we had started something along the lines of podcasting about a year before, knew nothing about it, had some shitty mics, didn't really put anything, anything together. I think I still have that episode somewhere on an old computer. We're not listening to it. But um, if anything, no chance came from this idea of taking a chance, taking a risk, and also people telling us that we had no chance at whatever it is the fuck that we wanted to do. So having a theme or an idea that sort of goes with what you believe in, is always going to be the first thing that you think of when starting a brand. Yeah, and I think that's, for me, like I keep saying in all the other episodes, I think a brand with a really strong identity that knows who they are and doesn't kind of stray from that, I think those are kind of the brands that I yeah. um, that I like the most. Yeah. You know? like, Could you name a brand that, like off the top of your head, that has a good identity that's always sort of stuck with it throughout their time or their, their um, being alive? I mean... Honestly, just like a lot of the workwear brands that we yeah, like, like I'd Our say Heart, so. Levi's, Dickies, whatever <laughs> they may be, they've been doing literally the same thing. Yeah, they um, have not. I mean, they've they've done different stuff here and there, but they're always at the end of the day, they know what their roots are. Yeah, and they still kind of draw on that pretty heavily. So definitely. Yeah. What about you? All right, uh, good. Uh, also, Stussy for me, like yeah. Stussy, always still very rooted in. Yeah. Like where it came from like its origins as a surf brand yeah just like kind of sort of like a california very streetwear brand um yeah. i think that for me is like no that's good a good one yeah. that's a good one i like um i do like the hundreds yeah. i like how the hundreds you know when they start out with that that atom bomb that atom bomb logo mm-hmm. and we'll talk about logos a little bit later but that atom bomb logo and, it, and you just think of sort of like cartoonish and and all these other things and then you see them do collaborations with everything that you could imagine in terms of that having that sort of uh, iconography appeal to it like Animaniacs or uh, movie I don't know there's so many that I couldn't even name but I I like the idea of of holding true to to youth essentially is is the line that's consistently used but all right let's move on to the next one because this one's one of the important ones and I think this is something that we strive to do every day as we talk on the podcast but it's to become an expert. So that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to, you know, do a thousand hours of research or whatever, but it's really just about putting in the time and sort of learning about the people who did it before you, right? Yeah. Essentially. Just, just kind of like perfecting your craft too. Yeah. I mean, at the beginning of this, like we had no idea what we're doing, but nope. it it used to take us like an hour or two just to even set up yeah. before we even started recording. Yeah. So I think... It just 
it comes with a lot of patience too. Definitely, like you definitely have definitely. to be very patient um, in trying to learn your craft and perfect it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's all it is at the end of the day. It's just practice. Yeah. And know. if you, if you're really passionate about it, then it, it doesn't really take too much effort. It's something that you like to do regardless. So yeah. when it came for us and, and the actual talking part was, was easy, you mm-hmm. know, but when you, when you learn how to podcast and you learn how to set up audio and record video and edit all these things, a year ago, I knew not, I didn't knew nothing how to how to deal with like a, a DSLR camera or any sort of microphone or anything like that. But it was this idea of having a goal of like I want to start a podcast. Okay, well you gotta learn all this other shit, motherfucker. Yeah. Like you know what I mean. So definitely doing the research. And when it comes to like starting a brand, you gotta figure out who started brands before you. You know what I yeah. mean? It's like the president of the United States knows who the other presidents are. You know well, what I mean? I don't they, know if the current one does. Okay, probably not. <laughs> That's a good one. Good catch. But they've done the research. They know the you know the plans before and all this other stuff. But it takes a little bit of, of time and effort to figure out how the other brands did it before. And I think that's a lot easier these days with the it advent is. of the internet. Yeah. Like I think a lot of it just has to do with actually putting the time yeah. in to doing the research and figuring yeah. it out. Like there's so many resources available to anyone mm-hmm. that anyone can literally do anything they want these days. YouTube. YouTube. The, like, yeah. And there's so many like of these companies that will you take your your graphic or your image and you submit it and you choose the t-shirt and color and the size and they print it and send it back to you. Like yeah. it's that easy. You can literally Google how to start a clothing company easy and there's it, so many of and those it'll show you there's so many maybe like some of the basic steps but i mean like it's out there before yeah. you kind of just had to you had to actually like work in clothing Dude. and learn it from it was so hard person. it was so crazy like in hi- in the hypebeast forums there there used to be a thread just on starting your own brand yeah so people would throw like their ideas and their like line sheets and all these things and they get flamed all the time but the one thing that people never did was divulge information on where to get your clothes screen printed where to get your like wholesalers and all these things you know where do you get all the bulk items of t-shirts and sweaters and jackets and, and stuff but now everyone's trying to give that out because there's yeah. so much of it. it it's it's so easy to find those people nowadays yeah i mean it's granted it does still take a little bit yeah, of work definitely but i mean it's definitely a lot easier, I think, than it was, say, 10, 20 years ago yeah. to start a clothing business yeah. or just a business in general. No, definitely. You know? And yeah. just some of the things, why educating and becoming an expert is so important is that you want to avoid a couple of crucial things. Obviously, using the same name as somebody else, Yeah. using the same logo as somebody else, same designs, etc. Yeah. That, that comes with the territory, obviously, and hopefully you learn that part earlier than when you invest money and time and blood, sweat, and tears into a design that's already been done mm-hmm. a couple of years prior. So that's a huge one. Also, wait, uh, before, are we moving on to no, number three? No, go. Also, um, I think for me, I think this would be the most rewarding stage. You know? Yeah, definitely. Perfecting your craft, for me at least, is really fun just because I learn how to, It's like in terms of this podcast, like perfecting my craft or perfecting our craft is really fun because like you said, like I didn't, know how to edit video before like i i knew how to edit photos somewhat but doing this kind of made me delve into it yeah yeah and just kind of learning new stuff and being able to create new things yeah that was really fun for me you want to know something crazy i didn't tell you this but 
I would watch. I used to like uh, a couple times before and and up till now. I watch famous speeches being spoken on YouTube so I can see how they like pronounce them, like how they. I guess the word is like basically speak. Yeah. You know, there's there's certain things that people do to to speak better. I've I've been drinking um, more so because I've been sick, but a lot lately is hot water, lemon, and honey. It it soothes the the vocal cords for speaking. You and watch you, the King speech on Netflix. Exactly, huh? man. You <laughs> you pick these things up if you want to become a better speaker, a better pronunciator. I've said um a lot less in the past couple weeks because yeah that's good you have to be able to think and stuff like that but i think that those are very important things to learn because it makes you better for other things yeah too. i mean something even as simple as that that people might take for granted you know yeah. like i think that's a really big important part of what we do uh just being able to speak and being able to yeah kind of perfect that yeah. like even that in it that simple task is part of becoming an expert kind dude of perfecting tell them how your last interview went for your most recent job how talking a lot and watching other people like us talk or like listening to them or listening to podcasts it was, completely it was, changed. It, was, it was cake dude. it was cake <laughs> like i i walked in there and I was just going off. Confidence like, on a hundred. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you want to talk? Oh, I talk right, for a yeah, living. Like let's do it. Let's, yeah. yeah. So it's it's those little things that are like Nate said are are more beneficial to you than probably to your brand in general. Yeah. Um. Go ahead. Number. What's number what's three? Number three. Um. Obviously, another big part, really important part. Uh, strategize and plan. Yes. Because I mean, at the end of the day, if you don't strategize, don't really plan anything out then you won't really have a framework for what you're going to be doing in the waste future. of time and waste of money yeah and i mean like you don't have to the plan doesn't have to be hard and fast yeah like, obviously you can be flexible too but i'm just saying just to have a general idea of what you want what your vision is so what would we do what would we do so we have the identity and the idea we have mm -hmm. the no chance we're experts we've we've you know gone to streetwear stores we've bought and sold clothes we yeah. we have a general idea what would be our like sort of strategized plan aspect? What would be the next step? Um, the next step. We always talk about this step. Yeah. I mean, the next step would basically be just the logistics of the operation. What is it going to get done? How's it going to get done? Who's going to do it? Yeah. Things like that. Like very, very technical stuff. Yeah. Nothing really abstract like ideas or plans or anything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. It's more so like, okay, we have the, we have the idea. How are we going to execute it? Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. This is these are the steps that we're going to take to do that. No, easy. Yeah. So this this third step is where your you know your your logo creation starts to come into play. Your your idea of what merchandise or apparel you you plan on putting out. Say you you want to think maybe you're a smaller scale like us and you want to do maybe small giveaways, small accessories. So what were we thinking? We were thinking like. We're thinking totes, tote bags, dice, keychain. Yeah, dice, dice would be sick. Playing cards would be playing sick cards. Too. You know, little things like that. That, and from what we've been seeing, the research that we've done is is seeing accessories from streetwear stores almost having more replay value than a lot of clothing. Sometimes. Oh yeah, for sure. Like if you look at, 
I know we use this example a lot, but if you look at a Supreme, like mm-hmm. their accessories, collectibles, collectibles, yep. like you, you ever see those pictures on like Instagram of, of the whole wall yeah, filled with it, like Supreme Goals. Beach Ball, Supreme, yeah. like everything. Yeah, yeah you so. could, you can't go wrong with an with an accessory, especially something that's useful too, and that only comes from from doing the research and seeing what other brands are constantly putting out. Like you would never know that how beneficial a carabiner would be to people like us you know what i mean yeah. and, and you know what yours is broken so exactly i could use one so if you're yeah. making carabiners in your brand listening hit me up i need one <laughs> um but yeah strategize and plan so um this could involve the money aspect too yes. so thinking about how much money you have to put down on shit um maybe you want to pay somebody to make your logo maybe you want to get a sample sample yeah. would be huge for me this part is like all about numbers it's what is this going to cost? How many are we going to make? All the yeah, like all the statistics, yeah. all that kind of plays into this part. Exactly. Um, this is the part that you really have to take seriously. I feel like because if you don't, then like I said earlier, you're not going to have that framework for um, the future. Yeah, you're not going to be able to grow um, as much. Do you think this part it. involves like quantity and then pricing of quantity? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, like all of that. Okay. Um, no, that makes literally sense. like everything you have to do goes into this into this stage. Yeah, it's almost like visualizing that you already have everything in front of you. Yeah, and it's what do I do with this? Yeah, and if your goal is to make money, if your goal is to give back to the community, if your goal is to just put artwork or your creative expressions out there, figure out what your end goal, or not really your end goal, but what your not priority either. What would you call it? What 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 is your I would just say focus. Like, what yeah. is the point of you doing this? Is it to make money? Is it to be creative? Or is it to give back in some way? All right. So in this, we should explain how this step applies to our podcast okay. and like what we do. So how do you think we, what do you think we did in terms of like strategizing and planning at the very beginning? Okay. Yeah. So our our only sort of goal at first was be consistent. Yeah. which is an, a good term for, for every step, is we wanted to be consistent. So we wanted to put out an episode every Friday. Now, the reason why we chose Friday is because there's a lot of podcasts and podcasts that we listen to that put theirs out midweek. So around Wednesday, Thursday, um, some more often than not. I always thought of Friday as a reward day. Sometimes you're chilling a little bit more. Maybe you take the a, a, a bit later of a commute into work or something like that. Maybe you can listen to music at work. Maybe you don't have yeah. as much work. So I thought Friday was a good option. Um, and that was really it. It was let's get one out every week. Yeah. And that was the goal. At the beginning, yeah, that was our goal. But I remember recording our first episode. We wrote down like a list of oh, goals yeah. for, um, for like the future. Yeah. So, uh, we had written down, if I recall correctly, that we wanted to do like other forms of media. So, yeah. Um, I mean, you can kind of see that now. We're still kind of working out the details, but we're two people. Yeah, <laughs> we're just two There's people no with full time jobs. It's you know, literally just us. Um, so we're gonna we're planning on doing video, like yeah. YouTube, and like we've been able podcast. to accomplish a couple of those things. Obviously, yeah. our our goals are a lot larger right now in terms of what we want to do but yeah. we're not capable of doing at and this mind scale you, this is like this is five months in the middle. yeah <laughs> it hasn't even been that long yeah it hasn't even been a year yet like we'll get there we eventually. wish we could put out the type of content we want to put out yeah. and we're, we're we're working on it i think our number one goal like we said in the first episode was just to provide like a platform for like yeah. conversation yeah 
And I think so far, like we've done a pretty good job. Definitely, of that, especially definitely. with like the feedback we've been getting, like on Instagram yep. or whatever. Instagram you know? DMs have been huge. Yeah, I so like that. I like that. I, Thanks for hitting us up, guys. Yeah, so I definitely think like we are on pace to reach yeah. our goals, at least within like the next few years. Yeah, I think. Um, and like, shit, I mean, we're it, at episode twenty-one. It, I know, <laughs> and like you said, just it's it's about so strategizing, planning doesn't mean you all you have to think to the end. Yeah. You know, set small goals, set what you want to do within a month, what you do, want to do within a week, a year, whatever. Make those small goals att- obtainable so you feel like you're accomplishing something. Because if we were to go from episode one and be like, yo, we have to have like a, a hundred episodes and a million followers by yeah. by end of 2017, we'll feel like failures. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. I think remaining realistic is yeah. really important too. obviously you want to set a high standard for yourself. But you also want to be re- realistic for, uh, with yourself and kind of, you know, be able to actually reach yeah, the goal that you set Yeah, obtain something, forth. you know? Yeah. You're not going to hit... I mean, who, who knows, you know? Like, if, if, if it does come along that you become viral and you're a celebrity wears your clothing and you're just big-ass brand, hopefully you can keep up with the inventory. But, yeah. like, say that happens and shit congratulations but but always don't don't expect that right off the bat you know you have to put in some sort of work to show results so that's a big thing yeah um and i think like you just said um you can't really expect to be successful overnight yeah i think for me that was like one of the things that i really had to come to terms with um especially like in the very beginning i was like this kind of sucks like we're not we're only getting like a few plays per episode yeah things like that. I think that ever since I kind of put that mindset away, I've been able to see that like, wow, this actually could be something. You know what I'm saying? Like we went from maybe like 30 plays an episode to like, it took us like three weeks to get that. Yeah, exactly. And now we're almost at 3000. Yeah. So that to me is just like a definite sign that this could definitely be something more. Yeah. And I think you have to have that same mindset. Yeah. Too. It's yeah. the little things you get the small rewards as you go, which will, will give you enough to, you know, you know, when you're on, when you're on E uh, on your, on your gas tank oh, and yeah. the lights on yeah. and you need to get home and you fill up for maybe like a gallon just to get home. Yeah. You ever do that? Yeah. That's sometimes that's all you need just to get to the finish line. You know what I mean? I think for, for me, it was like the first, first comment that we've ever, yeah. we ever gotten. I was like, holy shit like somebody actually saw us and that's all it took was one person for me to be like all right videos everything (laughs) graphics let's do it all right um yeah yeah basically it's really easy to get discouraged too like we were saying oh yeah you're not seeing a lot of appreciation for your work by other people whatever it may be like at the end of the day you shouldn't be doing it for other people yeah should be doing it because you really want to yeah and that's the biggest you're passionate thing about biggest it, you know thing what I'm saying? like yeah. if we didn't enjoy doing this then i think we would have quit a long time oh ago. yeah i think we would have quit by episode three yeah but no, really the fact that we take money out of our own pocket and we take time oh, out of that's, our that's, yeah. own busy lives to do this for free mind you we're yeah. not getting paid for this it just i don't know i think you have to have that sort of mindset otherwise you're not really you're not really going to make it. Yeah. Yeah. And now how, how can you re- relate this to say clothing, right? Yeah. Would that mean maybe you make your first round of clothes and you give it, give a couple of, couple of them away to like the people that have been backing you or the people yeah. that support you, you know, sometimes it takes those little things to, to, to show like not only are you giving back to the community that supports you, but you're also, you know, 
showing that hey like it takes little things like this to be, to to become to to a point where you know you're successful yeah. but also there's the other side of the coin too i think that if something isn't working you also have to recognize that yeah and understand that okay this probably wasn't the best direction we could have taken yeah it. let's try something new yeah so there's a very fine balance between that i think you just kind of have to find that very fine line and kind of yep. you know operate with figure out by mis- by making mistakes yeah yeah i mean like in our very first few episodes like we we're still not like the best yeah. speakers we're still not on top of like all i mean we're pretty well on top of like all the technical stuff yeah. but there's still a lot that we can learn four or five first episodes yeah we spent at least uh, a couple hundred just to get those episodes recorded yeah and we still weren't happy with them yeah like a bunch of different places and it took like a those mistakes to finally be like okay this is how we have to do this this is how we have to sound yeah boom 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 and now we have a, a very good framework for every episode now yeah i mean it's all like it, like we said in the beginning it's all just repetition yeah. it's all just practice no, that's huge yes repetition all just you know this goes back to number two just perfecting your craft yeah you know? it all uh kind of boils down to that yeah so do a lot of research yeah. um all right number four execute put your money where your mouth is man you say you want to start a brand you say you're going to make this dope clothing you have these all these crazy ideas you tell all your friends all this fucking bullshit make something happen you know that's one of the things that we deal with a lot especially coming we came from from this giant circle of people that all it did was ever blow smoke up their ass talking about i'm going to do this i'm going to make this i'm going to make this happen nobody ever made anything happen well, maybe a couple people. Well, uh, well, the thing is, like, I understand that it's hard to do what you want because it could be scary for a lot oh, of yeah, people. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, yeah. A lot of people are scared to fail, scared of what other people think about them. Huge thing. That's a huge one. Whatever it may be. Like, I th- I mean, even for me, like, I'm, I'm very scared of what other people think about me. Yeah. But I've kind of learned to put that aside and kind of just learned that, there are people out there, even if there's just a few of them, that can appreciate what we do. Yeah. So I think you just have to have that mindset. And I, mean, I go ahead. Go ahead. I think, we, like you just said, we received a lot more love than hate. Yeah. In general, and I think that's that builds a great foundation because, like you said, like I care too, and I hated the way my voice sounded on any audio, any video, and the fact that I have to be the one to edit the audio and listen to my voice. <laughs> back and forth a hundred times over what's up guys welcome to no chance like you don't know yeah. how annoying that was for me for the first couple months but as i got better and better at it and i started to you know be more accepting of it i'm just like fuck yeah man i love yeah. i love hearing i mean it. at the end of the, at the end of the day i can't you always get, you got that messed enunciate. up last time too yeah <laughs> um you just have to go out there and do it man like very true i know a lot of people that want to do this want to do that want to become you know famous on whatever yep. want to have this reputation yep just fucking do it man. yeah like, just do it like you what, you watch all the motivational you? clips and yeah. all these people entrepreneurs talking about this stuff and all they say is just just make something who yeah. cares like if you fuck up then try and something different there's this yeah there's this quote or there's this thing that i heard on the a podcast that i was listening to it's that when people hear like a lot of motivational stuff, they're like, oh, thanks, man. I really needed this. Thanks for saying all that. Yeah. But then they don't end up doing anything with that yeah. motivation. Like 
you need that if if you needed it then you should go out there and act on that. You know what <laughs> yeah, I'm exactly. I used to do that. I used to be that person. I would watch all these videos, you know, the ones with the intense, like dramatic music in the background. Yeah. And then I would be like, all right, like, I'm going to do that. I would do like two logo designs and like do all these graphics. And next thing you know, like I'm just over it. You know what it is though? It, it's that little motivational thing makes that person feel good. Yeah. And then from when they feel good, that's when they're like, okay, I, like, I feel good. I don't really have to do it. Exactly. Like, it's a positive motivated. reinforcement, yeah. and that's all they really needed at the end of the day. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing with executing, and sometimes, like you said, it is scary, but sometimes if you do it with somebody else that's scared, hence going on roller coasters or jumping off a bridge, whatever, yeah. sometimes making that action relatable with another person say you bring a business partner in you know say they say you're not very good at your drawing maybe you bring a graphic designer in yeah. bringing in another person can help alleviate that process a little bit yeah for sure you know for sure. it's like walking into a haunted house with a friend like you're both gonna be scared you yeah have no choice exactly exactly and i think um a lot of the times these days we kind of take everything for granted like the amount of resources we have at hand very true like there's Very so true. much out there that you can use in order to do whatever you want. Like if you want to be, um, if you want to be like a blogger or if you want to be someone that's well known on Instagram, yeah. start your own brand, whatever it may be. Like there, there are tons of resources out there for you to draw upon and it's, it's almost it is dumb if you don't use them yeah. to your advantage. There's a lot of ways that you could connect with people with similar interests yeah. of you. I mean, the internet isn't just use for you know fucking dating sites yeah i so. mean and that's like another thing that we want to do too is that like we've kind of been helping our other friends with stuff that they want to do whether it's like instagram posts mm -hmm. whatever you know stuff like that like there's always other like-minded people out there for you to kind of connect with and um that can that are willing to help you out so i would say just go for it and <coughs> You know, don't be afraid to ask for help. There you, know? you go. Yeah. That's w very well said. All right. The fifth one. So it's market. Basically, you have to get somebody to see. You need attention to be drawn to your item, your clothing, your apparel, whatever, your tote bag. Um, this includes, I'm going to say the biggest thing for us, at least in, in marketing our podcast, was Instagram. For and, sure. And with our own sort of like, followers and our you know viewership base we were able to build upon the people that you know messed with us very early in the beginning and we were able to build upon that and i think that was the biggest thing that that was i feel like with without instagram and i feel like we could have done it but it would have happened at a much smaller scale yeah i i think without with it we definitely kind of blew up a little bit faster i mean instagram for us was more of an outlet to produce other creative content. So like for us, it's a lot of videos, a lot of photos, things like that. Yeah. Um, it just gives us another dimension. And like you were saying, it allows us to connect with other people. Like with us, <coughs> we're on Instagram like every day. Oh yeah. You know, interacting with people all across the world Definitely. that have similar interests that are interested in the streetwear, whatever yeah. it may be. Um, and you know, I think for me, I, I think that a lot of people, once they see someone interacting with them, they're like, okay, yeah, like who are who are these people? Like, yeah, why are they? You know, and of course it has to be genuine. Like if you're just going it has around, to. If yeah. you're going around just blowing smoke 
up someone's ass like you said then they're gonna nine times nine times out of ten they're gonna know it doesn't work like we we tried that method of you know one of the major things is to use a bunch of hashtags to be involved in that hashtag community find out what hashtags relate to your brand your you, what you're doing apparel maybe you want to do hashtag hype beast hashtag outfit of the day whatever seeing who's doing it great who has a lot of followers and reaching out to them hey feature my stuff hey i want to send you some stuff Sometimes that doesn't work and you know, you're going to get a lot of no's, you're going to get a lot of just seen messages. We did that a couple times and it just felt so disingenuine and I was just like, why am I telling this guy wearing fucking Yeezys that his outfit is awesome and that he should follow us? You know, like at some point you have to know where to draw the line and be like, you don't have to rush it, <laughs> you know, yeah. you don't have to be in a space where you don't feel like you belong essentially. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just i mean i think being genuine on social media and how that plays into how you market yourself as a brand yeah. is really important like very big whenever i see a random brand like follow me or like my photos or whatever or comments You're like who is this yeah who is this like why are you liking my stuff yeah but whenever i see a person like message us on instagram like saying just listen to your episode like three times or, you know, yeah, I, that's really, huge. Yeah. I really liked it when you said this, but I also think this, like, yeah. that's really important for us. It's genuine. Yeah, because it takes, you know, it shows that that person actually took time to digest what you had to say or yeah. what you, you know, whatever you posted, things like that. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think, okay, let's just, let's be like, let's, let's be super hypothetical here with the, with the marketing spot. So what are some of the things that people have to work on if they're creating an apparel line, a brand, whatever, what are the sort of things that they have to put on Instagram or on social media to market themselves? Um, as far as like an apparel brand, definitely like lookbooks. Huge. I think that's huge, especially in the fast paced environment that we live in today. Yep. Instagram is just such an easy way of communicating who you are as a brand that I think it's it's definitely necessary. They have a whole do. feature for it. The yeah. slideshow feature yeah, exactly. just features a bunch of pictures. What exactly. episode did we talk about? We talked about lookbooks in 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 one episode and how important it was. So yeah. go back, listen to that episode. We're very detailed in, in that episode about the idea of lookbooks and sort of what they mean to a brand and what they mean to us. Mm -hmm. um, another one would be any sort of yeah, there has to be like a mixture of some sort of creative content and then some some sort of novelty right because we're a lot of us and a lot of listeners as well we're, we're sort of tired of seeing generic lookbooks generic like product releases you know we want to want something to wow us something nowadays if the clothing it doesn't uh, sort of grab us 100% off right off the bat yeah then there is there's always something else that goes along with it that sort of does yeah and I think that uh, is a really important part I think as far as like an apparel brand goes like a lookbook is supposed to highlight a look yeah you know what I'm saying yeah it's supposed to showcase it show it off make it look cool presentable, so, yeah, presentable you know viable yeah, exactly you know so I think that's really imperative also uh I think on Instagram just having a presence on the platform yeah um reaching out to different people like I said just being genuine and yeah just marketing yourself that way. Now that's, that's tricky really because we're a little bit different as in we're we're a place that a, a streetwear brand would come to, right? If yeah. you're a brand, 
What, what would you personally reach out to if you were, say you already had maybe like your first collection's about to come out, right? Mm-hmm. You already have a lookbook on your page. You maybe have like 12, 13 pictures on your profile, kind of like us. What, where would you reach out to? Like what other Yeah, like, like wh- who would you DM? Who would you, who would you mention? Whose pictures would you like? What, what sort of, how do we play that out? Um, for me, I would DM a lot of smaller scale influencers if you want to call them that um for me i think local is really important huge um so just a lot of people who are in the know that live in your area yeah um so for instance because that way i think it's a little bit more genuine because a you're in the same geographic location so you already share that that's good b they might you might have something in common as or in you might have like a mutual a a friend. friend. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I was I think, thinking about that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's really important too. Even yeah. if like, say you have a boutique store within your city, yeah. maybe you find the manager or you find somebody that works there. Maybe you have a, a mutual friend. Maybe you can get an introduction. Maybe say, Hey, look, I'm industry wear too. I'm, I just started creating this brand. Maybe you have a good input. You've been, you know, dealing with clothes for how many years and maybe you can start something there. So there's always like a, a good stepping stone for, for every opportunity. And, and it's good to, to sort of, and that's the big thing is figure out where the, the environment is or the, or the culture or the community surrounding your product is within where you live. Yeah. I think that's huge to sort of figure out what other people are kind of doing this, what other people are, are sort of inspired by the same things as me. And maybe then you'll be able to spark some ideas and, and sort of push your, your, your thing forward a little bit more. Yeah. And I mean, even off of the Internet, I think that's really important. Like you said, like placing yourself in that internet community is important, but placing yourself in the actual physical community is really important too. Um, It's funny because we we just came from a store that just opened up here in SF. It's kind of like a streetwear. First time being there for me. Yeah. Yeah. And what was cool about it was that we were able to talk to the people that work there and that was us putting ourselves in the physical community. Whether it wasn't even for marketing reasons yeah it was just we didn't want anything out of it we were just sort of we just wanted to have a genuine conversation with other like-minded individuals yes and you know we definitely got that yeah and that was great yeah shout out to to stashed sf if you guys are ever in san francisco definitely go visit them yeah you'll be hearing about them a lot because they're going to be getting a lot more stuff in the future um let's move to the last one um it is basically repeat yeah. So once you do all that shit, do it again and yeah. keep doing it over and over again. You're never going to get better unless you keep doing something yeah. over and over again. And what's the, what's the, what's the, the, the famous quote? It's, um, what the 10,000 hours quote, 10,000 hours or rep- repetition is learned after doing something a certain amount of time. Yeah, it's whatever, like 40, quote is. you know, typical <laughs> quote insert here. You know what I mean? But yeah, definitely repeat all the steps Trial and, error. and do it at a higher, larger scale the next time. Maybe your first graphic was in black and white. Next time, do it in color. Or next time, do an all-over print. Or, you know, like, like always just reach outside of the box and just try something new every time. Yeah. But in, in, implement the same plans and ideas and, and, and maybe words of wisdom you have from yeah. the previous steps. But just try something different and expand. Grow a little every time you do something. And I think that's the most important, yeah. the repeat part, because you're never going to get it. Yeah. You're I never going to get it right. Like we said, just trial and error, just repetition, you know. That's um, the biggest thing. 
for the most part. And I think like we we touched on a, a lot of these things in past episodes, like I said, like like marketing yourself in lookbooks and and having an, an identity, an idea in the last episode, which was a good one. Audio sounded amazing, by the way. I got to <laughs> blow smoke up our ass for that audio. Shout out to Ryan for that. Um, <laughs> but if anything, yeah, so these six steps, though we've never started a clothing brand, we do plan on starting something in the future. I mean, this is our brand, though. Yeah, clothing yeah. Clothing or not, like, no chance <laughs> is our brand. Yeah, and we want to create things physical things for you guys to own so you guys can say you have a piece or equity within our brand which I always think is cool I've always wanted to have uh, a tote bag a keychain or whatever from my favorite brand it just it shows my vouching for them um, which is huge so if you are somebody who is going to start a brand maybe start a podcast or something use these six steps to sort of give you that motivation to start something it's the fucking new year man like do you yeah, really need off right 2000 january 1st 2018 to to do something i think that you can start something any day of the week and you just know? a side note like it's never too late to start something yeah one, never one thing that i really hate even one thing that one thing that i really dislike is when people say oh it's too late like i can't do this i can't do this like even People that I know, people that I'm close with, even my own family, like yeah. they don't necessarily enjoy what they do. They just do it because they have to. Yeah. I think that's that's some bullshit, man. Yeah. Like it is. Of course, like it's important to be realistic, but at the end of the day, like it's never too late. Even at even at 40, 40 is the new 30. Dude, 40 is young as hell. Yeah, 40 is the new 30. Like you can still do something drastically different start a whole new career around. at yeah, that age exactly. you know like it's never too late to do something that you want to do i'm a wholehearted believer in in doing something that you love obviously you have to be realistic like nate said and take those those small steps they may not be the most important steps but take them to get to where you want it where you want to be like i could completely hate my job but look forward to doing this podcast every week because it's something that i have you know control of and i have um sort of an input in and that's the best part like this is the best part of the week is recording the podcast so for those doing something or wanting to do something just fucking do it <laughs> like it's it's not that hard it, sometimes things don't even cost a penny to do this didn't cost well i take that back it cost a pretty penny uh, yeah. to fucking do this podcast but if anything i feel like it was i would do it a, a thousand times over yeah <coughs> sorry Ryan is still sick. Um, Nate, not so why much. You, why are you talking about yourself in the third person today? I'm it's kind of weird. I don't know if they can tell that it's my <laughs> voice yet. Sometimes they're new viewers. Who knows? But if anything, we just want to say, as always, thank you for listening to our podcast. It is something that we followed from step one to step six, and we do step six every Friday. Yes, we yeah. repeat, 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 and we're going to keep doing it until we get any sort of like vocal disease or something where we can't talk anymore laryngitis that sounds like some even then we'll do it some 60s 60s disease if anything we'll we'll do this whole thing in sign language and we'll have to record ourselves but um we're kind of rushing this podcast because we have a meeting to get to we'll speak on that later in in another episode hopefully hopefully. (laughs) um but definitely shout out to you guys any last words nate before Um, we bounce no just thank you guys again uh we really appreciate everybody out there yes um and yeah that's it that is 
is episode 21 of the No Chance Podcast. I'm going to repeat that again. Step six. That's episode 21 of the No Chance Podcast. Shout out to you guys for listening. We'll catch you next week. Later. Peace.